Welcome to Nano Sessions, a NanoLumens podcast where we chat with the experts on all things visualization. Hello, and welcome to this NanoLumens podcast. I'm your host, Maggie Shin. I'm excited to have the opportunity to speak with Ted Heskey. Director of Intellectual Property at NanoLumens, a company that designs, develops, and delivers large-scale LED displays for engaging customer experiences. Heskey's been in his position for more than five years and has a long history of being involved in R&D, operations, and the law with Fortune 500 companies. He's here today to speak with me about a few of his passions, patents, intellectual property, and the value of that. Welcome to the podcast, Ted. Oh, thanks very much. It's good to be here. Tell me about your position. It's quite interesting, really, as you overlap between R&D business and the law, correct? Yes, that's right. Yeah, so I'm the director of intellectual property here at NanoLumens and have been for about five years. And uh, what, what I do is I, you know, I, I work with not only um, our inventors uh, who, who are working hard every day to create uh, innovative solutions to our customers' problems, but I'm also working with um, you know the business people and the executives uh, because really what we're trying to do is uh, to uncover uh, problems that the customers face that have um, you know a, a sizable economic value if we solve them, and then to the extent that we have to innovate. Uh, to solve those, some of those innovations then um, are eligible subject matter for patents, and uh, th- that's a very good thing for the company because you know a patent gives you uh, the right to practice that invention and um, you know prevent others from copying y- your good ideas. I I have the pleasure of knowing a few people that are in this space of technology and intellectual property and patents, and it seems like you've got to have a passion for this, that it needs to interest you to kind of keep the cogs in your brain turning. Uh, It sounds like this is a big passion for you. What drives you and what interests you most about IP and patents and technology? Well, as a person who who came from um, several decades uh, worth of experience in research and development, um, yeah. I, you know, my, my first my first um, intersection with the patent system was as an inventor myself, um, working on innovations in um, uh, consumer products, and um, I can't tell you exactly why. But during that time, as I got to work with um, some of the great patent attorneys uh, that uh, that the company had, um, that I, I just took more and more of an interest in it. And you know what's fascinating is is really it's relative to what you said is that there's a there's a sort of fascinating intersection between solving problems, um, uh, and sometimes those those solutions are new. Uh, and and being able to carve out uh, some intellectual property rights that enable you, for a limited time, to be the only one who can offer those innovations to your to your customers. And I would say that one of the things that's really fun for me is that, by their very nature, if uh, if an idea is worthy of a patent, that means that no one has done it before. And so that's a constant source of kind of novelty. 
And, you know, as a problem solver myself, I'm, I'm always, you know, uh, very interested in understanding how these how these new things work and seeing what all the connections are between um, all the various uh, you know innovations that you can bring to bear. You know another factor I would mention is that um, it's probably simply part of my personality to be fascinated with um, solutions to technical problems that also have a, a, a connection to the value in the business. And um, you know, by their very nature, inventions are are supposed to be um, the first of their kind, and so that provides a certain level of novelty. And then, when you're solving a relevant um, customer problem, um, that usually has economic value. Of course, you know you have to you know, bundle that with a whole lot of other things to uh, satisfy you know the customer's expectations. And innovation is it's only part of but it can be a significant part yeah. of it. And so that whole collection of, uh, of factors is really interesting to me. It sounds like a really natural, organic fit for you. That's neat. I want to ask you, Ted, I remember coming across an article back a couple years ago that Nanolumens had been granted six new patents on top of its 28 at the time, um, and it had mentioned a few dozen more in the works. How many patents does Nanolumens have now? Well, let's see. As of yesterday, I think it's 58 now. Okay. And uh, of course, you know, there's at any one time there could be a dozen or two dozen that are are pending. And um, uh, we, you know, we've we've made a we've made a um, a, a continual uh, effort here to not only innovate but to turn those, when appropriate, into patented technology. So that um, you know, by now uh, we have, as I mentioned, you know, 58 patents now. Not all 58 are in every single product we sell um, mm -hmm. all together all at one time, um, but there's a, you know, when, when you buy a nanolumens display, that's a significant bundle of, of unique intellectual property that, you know, collectively really provides a lot of advantages to our, our customers. Sure. Let's talk about a few of the most important pa patents as you see them. What significance are they? Yeah, sh uh, so I, what I would point out is that um, the way companies typically innovate is, um, is a set of innovations within a product family. So you could consider, you know, as you try to kind of organize these things in your mind, you could consider like a family of patents is probably a, a useful um, chunk of 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 the space conceptually to, to think about. And so one of the families that I would um, would talk about would be um, the family of patents that enables us to do um, flexible LED display modules. Mm. And um, so that, you know, that family of patents goes back to basically the founding of the company in, in, in 2005. And, um, you know, we, we are fortunate to still have some of those uh, original inventors uh, on staff. And they've done a fantastic job of continuing to push that technology forward. One of the benefits of flexibility is in the eye-catching displays that you can build mm -hmm. um, by making um, curves um, in, you know, various uh, radii and various sizes and also we have a whole variety of uh, pixel 
pitches. And the pixel pitch, um, just for the listeners who might not be aware of what that term means, is the distance between adjacent pixels on a display. Mm. So a pixel is a picture element. Now on your, on your, on your standard television, um, those of you have, who have gone up quite close to the televi uh, television can actually see the individual um, uh, colored pixel elements um, side by side. Um, sure. You know, if you're like me and you grew up watching television in the 70s, of course, the pixels were much bigger back then. Yeah. Um, and much more noticeable. Uh, but um, you know, if you step uh, if you step back from one of our screens, of course, you can't really see the individual pixels. You just have this impression of this huge, bright, um, colorful, uh, beautiful grayscale screen that isn't just flat. It doesn't have to be just flat. It can curve up over you. It can curve around you. And um, these curves, the ability to curve, on a large screen provides you with a really immersive experience that you just simply cannot get from a flat screen. I know a lot of what we're talking about today, Ted, can be broken down into utility versus design patents. Tell me about the significance between the two. Okay, sure, that's a great question. Um, so on the one hand, um, you have how an article looks, what the patent office would call its ornamental design. And so um, you could think of um, maybe like a, um, a hood ornament. Mm. Um, that's an easy one to kind of picture in your mind's eye. It's a, it's a little, it's a kind of tiny little sculpture. Yeah. And so the patent office makes available to inventors of, of, of things that have a unique look, the design patent. And so um, the design patent then is drawn to this ornamental design. And you could think of it as kind of the look and feel of, a, of an article. Um, so in contrast to design patents, you have utility patents. And the utility patent, the protections you get are to the uh, way that something works or what it does. Mm. So on the one hand, Whereas the design protects the ornamental look and feel of something, the utility protects um, the way that it functions. And so what you find is you can make use of those utility inventions in a whole variety of products that may look different, but um, if they embody the same uh, manner of working, then they're all covered by the same utility patent. And you'll find that these um, distinctions, uh, utility and design, um, are uh, found in patent systems around the world. So there is some worldwide agreement on, on the, the value and distinction between the two kinds. I wonder, Ted, um, now when we talk about nanolumens and LED displays and this technology space, where do these utility and design patents fit in? What I mean by that is one more important than the other in this space? Do they work together? Um, take that for me. Sure. Well, they really do work together. Um, and so thank you for that question, because <laughs> it's a good opportunity to talk about how, um, you know, you have certain uh, iconic um, display installations sure. that have a very particular um, look and feel to them. Um, usually these sorts of things have um, curves in them. 
uh, and they're sizable. So that um, in, in comparison to the size of a person, often these are much larger than a person. And so you can get a very immersive experience. And so not only do you have the way that the screen just simply kind of looks as an object of art, but then you also have all these capabilities that are embodied in it that enable it to um, flex to basically any you know any curvature any radius and also you know because we build these things from uh, these large displays uh, using a modular architecture um, some of these patented features enable us to align all of the modules with respect to each other in a manner that uh, makes the seams between them invisible and so that really helps with the immersive um, experience. Oh, cool. I I'm wondering what the competition is like in this marketplace, Ted, and how your IP helps there. Um, well, you know, that's a big question, and there are lots of, um, lots of different answers depending on which um, potential competitor that you're talking about. But, sure. you know, if we take a step up um, and, and look at it, um, you know, from a kind of um, higher level, a little, slightly more abstract view, you can talk about kind of classes of, of functionality. And, uh, you know, the, cur the curved and flexed screens also provide another um, kind of good example for us to, to, to talk about. And, yeah. and um, so uh, you might imagine that there are perhaps different ways that one could construct a, a curved or, um, you know, a curved display. And while there may be some flexibility with a rigid display panel and you may be able to um, construct a, um, a framework that forces it into a, a non-flat shape, um, those, those modules aren't really designed for that. And so uh, you will quickly find um, that they, uh, they age differently, their service life is likely to be much shorter, um, simply because, you know, these are electronic circuit boards and uh, they like a certain environment. And that environment typically is one in which you're not forcing all those um, very thin layers of metal on the circuit board to flex. So uh, if you construct, uh, by contrast, if you construct from the ground up like we did um, so that the module is flexible, um, then you can eliminate um, a lot of those those worries. And so, you know, um, one of the families of IP that we have uh, has to do with that that form of construction. And, um, you know, if you, if you follow our recipe, um, you, you're going to be very satisfied with the longevity and performance of your flexible display. Oh, fantastic. Um, I wonder, before I let you go, Ted, if there's anything you want to share in terms of what's new or what we can expect from nanolumens. Well, uh, you can see that we have made a, a long-term commitment to innovation. Absolutely. And I can tell you that there are, um, there are a number of exciting developments um, that are in the works, um, some of which we've already applied for patents on. And um, I can't talk about them yet. Uh, your listeners will have to stay tuned. But there, is, um, there are some exciting developments ahead. 
uh, in the area of um, you know beautiful grayscale, high color, um, wide color um, gamut um, displays, and um, we'll be delighted to to bring those capabilities to bear for our customers. It sounds like the company is constantly churning in terms of uh, new intellectual property and filing new patents and everything like that. Things move fairly quickly, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, um, you know, I sit down with um, our R&D folks uh, every week. And, you know, we're constantly um, batting ideas back and forth. And, you know, for most of these things, most of these things start with um, uh, either a customer has a problem that needs to be solved or we internally have recognized, well, if we could solve this, this little problem better, that, that, that would be advantageous for us and for our customers. And so, well, you know, of course, with any company, you know, we want to be um, successful and profitable. And we know that we can do that by uh, doing a great job for our customers. But at the same time, you know, some, some of these innovations really, you know, they, they, they're beneficial in, in ways that go beyond simply developing, you know, or delivering performance uh, for the customer. So, you know, certain efficiencies and, and certain, um, certain advantages that uh, might not necessarily be a uh, obvious from the outside, yeah. but they all help to bring, um, you know, the, our full innovative potential to bear for the customer. That makes sense. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me today, Ted. It's been an interesting conversation. No, it's been my pleasure. Thank you very much. Wonderful. I hope you all enjoyed listening and learning a bit about the value of intellectual property patents and what makes them valuable. Thanks for listening to this NanoLumens podcast, and I'll see you next time.